good morning, everybody. Welcome to the morning after with Nick and Big J. It is the sixth day of April 2020. She's a Monday. Here's hoping you and yours made it through the weekend fairly unscathed. Uh, I'm sure you didn't do much considering you're not allowed to leave your house, nor should you. And you had a fairly productive weekend around the domicile. Big J, does that qualify for your weekend? Sure, sure. I got a puzzle was done. Another puzzle? Yeah. Which one? It's a Harry Potter puzzle. Oh! It was very difficult. Nice. But you got it done. That's good. I didn't do much on this one. Oh, I see. I was busy cooking Saturday. I saw the uh, Instagram, I guess. Yeah, Instagram. What what did you make? Enchiladas? Chicken enchiladas. Very nice. Were they well received? Yes. How long does it take you to make enchiladas? 15 hours. That's a long time. Uh, No, but it does take, you know, I like to slow cook the chicken uh, in the sauce. Makes sense. Let it. Uh, I'd like to braise the chicken, some chicken thighs. Nice till it falls apart. Very good. And and uh, I make a cream cheese filling that goes with it. As all well. right. Very good. That's. Uh, I, I spent uh, some time cooking this weekend as well. Had the kids this weekend. It was so nice. Was, uh, so what'd you cook? Uh, I made uh, some steak uh, pet pretzel bun sliders with uh, some pickled uh, peppers and onions, and it was very good. And some fries, some homemade fries, and so you that was. Bring that around here, why don't you? <laughs> I don't think we're supposed to be sharing food with one another. Oh. Me out at this particular time. You're right. I guess that would be <laughs> not not cool. And so, uh, but maybe one day, maybe one day, uh, we can do that. And it was uh, it was very good. And hopefully, you had a good weekend. This morning on the show, we'll give you a chance to win some stuff. We'll give you some updates as to what's going on around the Treasure Valley when it comes to COVID nineteen as well as maybe tell and share some stories with you over the course of the next four hours. Give you some fun. Big J shaking his head no, so we may be out of stories. I'm sorry. Big J brought the puzzle to the table. That's it. <laughs> That's, all, we That's all I got. No, I'm just kidding. We'll have a man up Monday. <laughs> and so uh, let's get started with some music. Let's play some Chili Peppers. It's Under the Bridge here on 100.3 The X-Rocks. After with Nick and Big J. Jay, when it comes to tweeting about the pandemic, there are certain emojis that keep coming up. And thank Lord Jeebus for Emojipedia. We could find out what... Emojipedia? Yeah, that's a thing, I guess. We can figure out what emojis we are using the most when it comes to tweeting about the pandemic. They analyzed about 200,000 tweets that referenced coronavirus or COVID from March 7th. All the way through April of uh, this year to determine what the most popular emojis are being used. They found two emojis that came out on top. Probably not surprising. The middle finger. Nope. No. Uh, the face with the medical mask. Oh, Maybe yeah. Okay. That makes in sense. third place. Uh, followed by the thinking face. And then the number one emoji was the microbe. I didn't even know there was a microbe emoji. I don't even know what a microbe is. A microbe, it kind of looks like a germ. Oh, there you go. Also breaking the top ten loud were the loudly crying face, as well as the police car light and the Italian flag. The spike in use of the medical mask face and microbe began at the end of January when the virus became well known to the public. Report also ranked which country's flag appeared most, Italy, followed by China, then the US, France, and then Spain. So there you have it. That's what we're tweeting about. With emojis, anyway, when it comes to this stuff. Well, that makes sense. Sure, it does make sense. Why it matters, I don't know. But it's good to know, I suppose. Information that you didn't have until three minutes ago. 
Hey, rest in peace to former New Orleans uh, Saints kicker Tom Dempsey, who was born without toes on his right kicking foot, famously had the longest field goal in NFL history forever. Yeah. Did that back in 1970. He passed away due to complications from the coronavirus. He was 73 years old. He also suffered from Alzheimer's. He was a resident in a senior living center in New Orleans that had been hit hard by the virus. Dempsey's 63-yard field goal came from behind to beat the Detroit Lions 1917 in the final seconds. And it stood in NFL history for 28 years before, uh, who was it, Elam, right? Tied it? It's right. been tied a couple times over since then. But uh, and I think somebody broke it, right? 64 is now the longest? I, I, I don't know. I want to say that. I don't know if that's true or not, but uh, for some reason that's popping in my head. NBA and ESPN are in talks to organize a televised game of horse involving high-profile players. Adrian Wojnarowski reported Saturday that the players would be shooting in isolation, potentially from their home gyms, and match shot against their opponents. In horse, opponents take turns shooting any... Do I have to explain how horse works, BJ? Yes. Okay. So opponents take turns shooting any shot. If the previous player makes their shot, the next player must make the same shot, or they get a letter. And a player is eliminated once they spell out horse. <laughs> the last competitor remaining wins. I still, the morning after champion in horse. Uh, that is a reigning title, yeah. and nobody has knocked me off that so far. Well, we haven't really followed up. Yeah, one's all you need. One's Chris, all you need. Chris Hemsworth is a father of three. He understands how challenging parenting, homeschooling, and working amid the coronavirus pandemic can be. So he's setting out to do what he can do. He shared on Instagram. If you find yourself in a situation like myself, like a lot of people, and you're having to homeschool your kids and you're failing miserably because it's not an easy task, unlimited, I have an, a boundless unlimited respect for teachers, global university, and I thank them for that. If you have this job, a friend of mine suggested doing these guided meditations with them. And uh, so, uh, and basically, Chris Hemsworth, along with the free workouts he's offering, is now offering guided meditations, Big J. You're welcome, Chris. Yeah, you can jump on there. And you Way to get, get on the bandwagon, man. Six free weeks of guided uh, meditation available to you through April 5th, or beginning April 5th. So uh, get happy, and Chris Hemsworth wishes you lots of love, Big Jake. Do you wish it back to him? Yeah. Wonderful. Namaste. Will you uh, Will you take his guided meditation classes? Yeah, I'll take my sister-in-law's. All right, yeah, I suppose. Uh, and also, uh, Matt Prater broke uh, the record with 64 yards in, it was 64? Uh, in uh, 2013. There you go. See, you're welcome, everybody. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Important stuff in the bag. Man Up Mondays on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Yep, and uh, yesterday, Nick, uh, the the kids uh, decided they were going to go out. They're going to go shopping to Home Depot. I'm like, what are you going to Home Depot for? And by the way, I said, only one of you can go in the store at a time. I'm laying down the law. Nice. Did they listen? I don't know. I wasn't there with them. Uh, But apparently, we have a hedgehog, Nick. Uh, I don't know if you know this name's Kit. I did know you had a hedgehog. And uh, so uh, they wa- wanted to build a new box for uh, for Kit. And uh, I'm like, you're going to build a box. And they're like, yeah, okay. All right. So they went and got some materials. Uh, and, and I just figured nothing came of it because they just stopped to, to order sushi and come home. So I figured that was the ploy, right? Uh, and uh, I'm just watching TV. And then I hear some some yelling from the wife who has now started work. She's done with vacation. Okay. So she's in between calls and she's yelling at me. She's like, hey, one of the kids is trying to use a circular saw. And I'm like, oh, my God. I get, and I feel bad because, you know, we're not set up to really we're gonna have a table. Yeah. Really, we don't have the kind of proper facilities to to really properly use a table. So I know how to use one, mm-hmm. but I, I don't, you know, do it very often. And so I had to go monitor the situation and uh, to uh, I get outside because there's some noise going on. I'm like, oh no! I mean, out on the front porch, 
<laughs> you know, in front of everybody. Seeing how I failed as a father to teach my kids how to use power tools, <laughs> and uh, no, they're not—they're not using a saw at all. They're using uh, a sander. Okay. What? Yeah, they're sanding—they're <laughs> sanding off the edges of something. They used a handsaw to cut, and okay. then they're sanding off the edges. So I'm like, oh, okay. But it did—it did—it did help me realize. I'm like, oh man, you know, I, I haven't taught my kids anything on how to do nothing. I have become my father. He didn't teach me nothing. I haven't taught my kids nothing. Well, I'm sure you taught them some things. No. Just not of a, oh, at all? Nothing? No, I was going to come take the saw away from them. Because <laughs> I don't know how to properly use it that well either. Right. So if, even if they were getting an education from you, it probably wouldn't be the right one. E, uh, well, yeah. I mean, you know, always measure twice. I know that rule. Cut once. Yeah. Uh, but did they complete the box? I guess so. <laughs> Once you realized that they were using just a yeah, sander, you walked away. Yeah, once I realized away. it was not a dangerous situation and that they weren't going to lose some fingers. So you saw the error of your ways but decided to do nothing about it. Well, what am I going to do? I can't really... Um, oh, hey, you know what? Stop everything. <laughs> it's time to have a lesson on circular saws, Well, everybody. not necessarily circular saws, but maybe you could have helped them complete their task and, you know done it together oh. and showed them how to do some other things. See, here's the thing. I don't know how to do that stuff. <laughs> and then I would just be guessing and then I would be stressed out about that. I'd prefer not to do that. All right. Okay. So what did you do instead? Went back to watching TV. <laughs> I said, good luck, kids. Clean up after yourselves. Then <laughs> I told the wife they weren't using a saw. And everybody Mission was happy. accomplished. And you got to watch your show, right? Yeah. All right. That sounds like a victory to me. Duff versus Buddy. That's what you want. Yeah. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your man up Monday. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. State of Idaho last night released the latest number of confirmed cases statewide. There are now 1,102 confirmed cases in Idaho, according to the tracking data released by the state and individual health districts. Ada County now has 402 confirmed cases, Canyon County 101. According to the state, uh, 77 people have been hospitalized and about 11,000 people have been tested. We have 10 deaths here in Idaho because of COVID-19. So if you're keeping track, that's about 1 out of 10 people that have been tested have been tested positive for the coronavirus, which is a pretty amazing percentage. It's up there fairly high. Uh, flu diagnosis is about 3% of people that get tested end up coming back positive. So, there's that. I guess uh, we're reading the symptoms somewhat correctly when we go in and get tested at one of those drive throughs or you go through your doctor or whatever. Uh, but, of course, you know, 11,000 people in this entire state is a fairly small sample size as well. We yeah. try, to try to keep that in mind as well. Of the, the sure 11,000 have been tested, there's a lot more that have not. And so, that's why the quarantine isn't in motion, that's why you're supposed to stay home. That's why we don't want you out and about unless it's absolutely essential. And so hopefully you're following those guidelines and not leaving the house unnecessarily. Uh, if you are, I, I don't know what to tell you at this point. I really, I really don't. I don't. Where know are you going? Say. I don't know. There's nowhere to go. <laughs> a lot of people on the road sometimes, though. Uh, so they're going someplace. Well, they're probably going to work. Could be. Depends. Depends on what time. I mean, I, 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 there are not, not nearly as many people as there used to be. Well, of course not. But there's still probably more than there should be. The late Kobe Bryant and fellow NBA greats Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett headlined this year's nine-person class announced Saturday for the Basketball Hall of Fame. 
All three got into the hall in their first year as finalists. The other chosen were uh, Tamika Ketchens, Rudy Tomjanovich, Baylor head coach Kim Mulkey, 1,000-game winner Barbara Stevens of Bentley, three-time Final Four coach Eddie Sutton, and uh, Patrick Bauman, the former FIBA secretary. And TriMet ceremony is happening in Springfield, Massachusetts, scheduled for August 29th, the backup date in October, if there's a delay because of the pandemic. So we'll see what ends up happening. But fairly strong class, all things considered. Uh, I see they finally let Eddie Sutton in, who's got uh, quite the hmm, controversial background. Oh, yeah? Of his time. Yeah, yeah. Eddie Sutton was... Well, he did some things to make sure people played in the school. Put it that way. Will Smith is launching a new 12-episode series for Snapchat. Will From Home, it's called. It features his family and celebrity friends. And, of course, uh, they're going to use the platform as a coronavirus-related news network and updates from a variety of partners. Episodes will drop Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. This is where I ask you, Big J, is Snapchat still a thing? Oh, yeah. But is it a popular thing? I mean, I don't know. Right. I mean, there was a point where it was a thing, like, you know, fairly top-of-mind awareness kind of a deal. But it feels to have slipped back in the social media power struggle. Agree or disagree? Yeah, that's for sure. And so uh, I'm not sure if anybody still uses it on the regular. But if they do, you can find a Will Smith series there beginning Monday. There's something for you. So don't delete Snapchat just yet. You don't want to miss those episodes. Morning After with Nick and Big J coming up in a few minutes. We're going to hell. With Nick and Big J on 100.3, the X rocks. Eugene, Oregon is where we're going for today's We're Going to Hell story. And the, the I guess the end game of this whole thing is late last night at a U-Haul on River Road in Eugene, Oregon, a huge fire broke out at a U-Haul dealership there. Oh, no. And that's unfortunate. I mean, it sucks. It's sad when you see something like that happen. But it is the story of how the fire that got started that lands this thing in today's We're Going to Hell story. Uh, so, according to the Eugene Police Department, it all started between a man and a woman in a U-Haul parking lot. They were arguing about something. Do not know what it was. And so, uh, the woman was uh, walking one way, the gentleman was driving another, and words were exchanged... And that's when the gentleman decided, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to end this argument by throwing a firecracker at this woman. What's the worst that could happen, right? Yeah, just scare her a little bit. No big deal. <laughs> uh, what and kind of firecracker are we talking? Like well, a black cat? Or no, we... it seemed like it had some sort of... Or an M80. Uh, I don't... I mean, maybe it's like a Roman candle kind of a thing. I don't okay. really know. Yeah, that makes sense. If we're talking fire here. Right. And so uh, what ends up happening is he shoots the firecracker out the window and then drives off. Doesn't think anything of it. Uh, and so it does not hit the woman. It just uh, goes uh, near the parking lot, goes off. Ooh, sparks fly everywhere. And then a fire starts. How does this happen, Big J? While uh, she was ducking for cover from the firework, it burst into sparks Dude drives away, unbeknownst to the man and woman who were arguing, who did not know each other, by the way. There was <laughs> there was a thief underneath one of the U-Hauls stealing gas. <laughs> and so, oh. sparks from the firework flew near the gasoline and 
uh, up bursts the U-Haul into flames, catching the thief on fire as well, of course. <laughs> this is what you were laughing about a few minutes ago. It was. Okay, great. The gasoline thief and the woman both ran from the scene, the thief running away with his pants and sleeve on fire. Police say once they arrived, the owner of the U-Haul showed up and was able to pull the security footage, which depicted the scene described uh, to you, and that, that's how they put this all thing together. Unreal. It's just like... Because uh... they show up, and there's just four U-Hauls on fire. And they're like, what the hell happened? <laughs> <laughs> what? what went wrong? Uh, the police say the footage was clear enough for them to see the license plate of the man who threw the firework. They were able to arrest the man at his home uh, before the fire was completely cleared. He's been charged with reckless endangering, criminal mischief. It's like, what are you arresting me for? I just shot a thought Roman candle. No big deal. As for the gasoline thief, police still not able to locate him. They were able to speak to the woman that the man threw the firework at, but police decided that the man and the woman actually did not know each other at all, so she doesn't need to be further involved in the investigation. She was just walking down the street and somebody chucked a firework at her. At the end of the day, uh, two of the U-Haul vehicles were a total loss. The four caught on fire, and now they're looking for a dude with burn wounds as the guy that was trying to steal gasoline from the U-Haul dealership at the time. It's just one of those, it's like a Magnolia situation. Yeah, <laughs> all those yeah. Things happening at once. And three different stories. I mean, <laughs> you can see it coming together all, you know, at the same time. And it's like, if it wasn't for the dude stealing the gas under the U-Haul, there'd be no fire. None that one guy wouldn't have gone to jail. Nope. None of this would have happened. It would have just been some weirdo throwing a firework at somebody and everybody going on about Him the having a good laugh as he drives home. <laughs> it's just one of those things that happened. Coincidence. God bless it. We need stories like that now more than ever. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It's the Morning After with Nick and Big J on the X-Rock. Some Alice Chains there at Sea of Sorrow 100.3, the X-Rocks. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Big J, you and I both pretty big fans of memes, right? Memes, yeah. Me, 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 me. We enjoy them. I think everybody does. They're fun. They're funny. Uh, Tiger King is a big meme right now. Can't you can't go, go anywhere without seeing one of those. It's just the way that life is. And sometimes it's good to take your mind off of things by uh, doing a meme search or looking for things or getting yourself lost in one of those meme mazes online. And uh, this is a story about how, while it's not necessarily a funny one, it was just one of those, you know, word memes sometimes that you see, that you read, and usually uh, just kind of pass in the distance, or at least I do, you know, just scroll kind of right by it, don't even think twice about it. It, it really hit the spot, and I, I wish I would give credit to who posted it, but I, as God is my witness, I cannot remember who did it, who posted it. I know I saw it on Instagram. And I know I saw it Friday night, and I- I'm sure, you know, one of the things we did on, on Friday was we had Dane from from Pride Mental Health on to talk yeah. about what we can do a little bit about improving our mental health, because right now it can be hard, man. Yeah. It can be hard to try to stay positive or to try to, you know, uh, get yourself out of the doldrums or to even turn things around if you find yourself in a, in a pit. Well, and what we what we can find, I mean, I think probably you, you feel the same, is, is we can go for a period of time and have some positive vibes. Yeah. And then just have it completely crushed by looking at something. Yes. Yes. Uh, and then you're like, and then you're like, oh, yeah, that's what we're up against kind and, of thing. And that's, and that's, you know, when we were talking to Dane on Friday, a lot of what he was saying was hitting pretty home to me 
because last week was just it was just a rough week for me personally. I mean, we had some staff things happen around here at the radio station that sucked. That started off the week. There uh, is an incredible amount of stress involved in what we do on top of the fact that everybody else is staying home and we have to come in, so we have to worry about each other and we worry about you know making sure other people are doing the right things. We have to relay information to you guys and try to not make it seem as doom and gloom and then try to remain positive and do all these things and 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 also you know make sure that we're spitting some facts at you too so that you're taking it as seriously as you need to take it right and so uh you know there's a lot of stuff going on and then you know on top of that my kids you know i've got two special needs kids both of them not very good at you know expressing themselves one of them is nonverbal, and so when stuff like this happens or one of them gets sick it's a very 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 bad thing and so you know all that stuff just led to a bunch of stress and anxiety and i was just feeling like crap at like thursday after the long week i was just like man i'm 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 just spent mentally, physically. I just felt like I was in a crappy mood. And then I came across a meme on Instagram that that just said it was just a simple line and it all kind of clicked for me. And sometimes I guess that's kind of what you need to help you get through. And it it said, the first part of it just said, uh, no amount of guilt will change the past. And then the second line was, no amount of anxiety will change the future. And it was one of those things that I just read it and I was like, holy crap, that that just, it was, might have been just one of those things that I needed to read or it, it helped me think about things in a little bit of a different place, but it helped me realize that, that it was right. It doesn't matter how anxious or, you know, weird I feel or, you know, uh, down in the dumps I am about it or worried about how this thing is going to go, worried about my kids. It's not going to affect any of that all that's going to do is make me feel bad and not be on my a game because i feel that way about that stuff and so it helped me kind of click back mentally if that makes sense at all yeah and so it was just a random thing that i scrolled through on a friday night that i was like oh man that that hits home exactly where i needed to hit home and it helped me feel a lot better it helped me relieve some of that stress and some of that anxiety just by just kind of you know taking my hands off the wheel for just a second and going you know what that's how I'm supposed to deal with this right now and just kind of do the best that I can for my kids, for myself, for my coworkers, and then just try to figure it out from there and be in control of what I can control and not worry about the stuff that I can't because I can't, can't. There's nothing I can do about some of that stuff. I'm just along for the ride and I can react to things as they happen or I can freak about things, freak out about things that might happen or might not happen. And all that does is just make me not sleep and make my stomach upset and make me want to puke all the time. And that doesn't do me any good, right? Yeah, and then and be a real pain in the ass to be around. Yeah, exactly. And so it is It is just a weird thing that, that a it wasn't random... even a funny meme. No, it's what I mean. It wasn't funny at all. It wasn't funny at all. Damn. But it just kind of hit me at the right place at the right time. And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. That's how I'm going to deal with this. And, you know, I've been able to sleep for the first time in a couple of days. I've been able to, you know, relax a little bit. I was able to enjoy the weekend with my children, which was fantastic. And all those things I wasn't doing up until that point, late Friday night. And so it was good to see and good to have. And maybe sometimes that will help you as well. We all handle things in a different way. And for me, I internalize and put things down in my gut. And it leads to gut problems, probably give myself an ulcer and all sorts of stuff. But it was nice to let that go for a little while. So that's the meme that saved my weekend, Big J. Dot com. Well, that's great. Patent pending. And it's kind of like the chicken enchiladas that saved your weekend. See? 
It all I comes together. Save my weekend. Morning after with good. Nick and Big J. We got some important stuff on the way, plus pop culture smackdown. Important stuff. Hey, what's going on in the news today? On the morning after with Nick and Big J. It's an old phrase here in the United States of America, Big J. It's called go with your gut. How yeah. often do you go with your gut? Every day. Every single day? Yeah. Example. Uh, when my, my alarm goes off. I'm like, oh, I gotta get up. Your mind tells you to stay down yeah. and go to sleep, but your gut says... You better go to work. Get up. It's your gut that tells you to go to work? Yeah. A new study shows people tend to do so in medical emergencies a little bit more than they should, though. University of Texas at Arlington researchers found that people are more likely to base decisions on antidotal information instead of facts when they feel anxious and vulnerable. And that happens to a lot of us right about, oh, now. Tracy Fielding helped put the study together and explains that people are way more likely to hear listen to personal stories instead of facts because emotions run high during medical emergencies like, you know, the current pandemic run. She says people panic buying toilet paper is an example of people basing no decisions on facts whatsoever. The experts say the study provides guidance on how to craft more influential messages during times of high anxiety and high pressure as well, and this is one of them. And if I may borrow a line from High Fidelity, the problem is uh, some of y'all guts have bleep for brains, you know? And so you have to realize that, too. That sometimes your gut isn't exactly the best thing in the world to follow in a particular situation. Exactly. Because uh, no gut's bad in a thousand, I promise you that. It's got some stuff, and if you ignore facts because of it, then you got just, you're just being obtuse. Willfully obtuse, Big J, even worse. Yeah, that is the worst. The NBA and ESPN are in talks to organize a televised game of horse involving high-profile players. ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski reported that on Saturday, the players would be shooting in isolation, potentially from their home gyms, and then match shots against their opponents. Would you watch, like, let's say, a LeBron James v. James Harden game of horse? Well, not just those two. Hopefully there'll be more. But... I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm absolutely. guessing it's going to be head-to-head, at kind of like point, a tournament at style. At this point, yeah. You would? Yeah. Even if it was, like, not necessarily, I guess it would be live, but it wasn't necessarily, like, in a gym with people. You're just watching people making shots from their home Yeah. Gym. You cool with it? Because it's happening, and it's it's something you don't know the results to? It's and it's and Yeah, it's something live. That's, that's the important part. You're right about the, the knowing the results, too. I mean, you know, they're playing great classic games on there, but it's like, all right. Yeah. I mean, they were playing the uh, they replayed the the Packers Super Bowl yesterday, the one they beat the the, the Steelers to a couple years back, and I was like, oh, I, I watched it like seven times. I don't need to see it again. <laughs> I'm good. I know how the game ends. The good guys win. HBO has made good on its promise to open up its doors for free to viewers on Friday. The ad-free programming includes The Sopranos, Veep, Succession, Six Feet Under, plus 20 movies from uh, Warner Brothers, 10 HBO documentary docuseries as well. Many hits be including uh, Game of Thrones, Little Big Lies, and Chernobyl are still behind the paywall, but HBO reports its streaming of HBO now is already up uh, 40% from March 14th to the 24th, so it's working. So if you don't have an HBO subscription, you can't see everything, but you can see some things. Maybe if you've never watched The Sopranos or haven't watched Veep or Six Feet Under, you can check out some great series on HBO for free for the time being. So additional streaming opportunities for you during this mess. Here's traffic. 
On the way, some pop culture smackdown. But first, we're going to step inside the X Traffic Center, take a look at your ride into wherever you're going, courtesy of Peterson Auto Group CB. Eastbound 94 is up to speed between Napa and Boise. The connector slows. Pop culture smackdown. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, we'll throw your way a CD and a, uh, a nice note, maybe even a sticker. If you can beat Nick here in Pop Culture Smackdown, just answer a few simple questions. The number is 208-287-1003. If you'd like to play a little game called Pop Culture Smackdown, Big J's got the questions. Hopefully you have the answers and you can play along. Feel good about yourself. Get your week off to a pretty decent start. Good morning. Oh, that ain't going to work. Hello, the X. Hey. What's up, man? All right, Dennis, you're up first. Dennis? Yeah. What's the main ingredient of guacamole? Avocados. Right. There you go. It's a good one. It's a good start, Nick. Uh, Paul Rudd's first feature film was Clueless, Romeo and Juliet, or Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers. Uh, well, it certainly wasn't Clueless, so that leaves me with two. Uh, what was the second one again? Romeo and Juliet. The, the starring Leonardo Boz DiCaprio. Lerman version? Yeah. Uh, I'll go with Halloween. Uh, it is incorrect. Wrong. Who it is, is he in? Clueless. He was fr- that was his first movie. Yeah, role? that was his first feature film role. He played Josh. I remember the the weird incest uh, love storyline that was going on there. Yeah, yeah, uh, pre Game of Thrones. But I don't remember. Uh, I thought that I saw him in something maybe as a younger. Maybe yeah. it was commercials that he did. Uh, he was in TV. He had a few TV things, but his first feature film was Clueless. There you have it. Wrong right off the bat. Yeah, man. Way to go. Questions yeah. waiting. I don't. Way less work to, to do. Go, Dennis. Hang on one second. We'll get you that. Happy CD birthday, note. by the way, to Paul Rudd. Today is his birthday. How old is Paul Rudd? Uh, that's a great question. I mean, I don't. Usually, mid forties. Usually, usually, you get it right, so I don't have to uh, go. Fifty-one. Uh, Fifty-one. Oh man, Ant Man's getting up there. Oh, morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your pop culture smackdown. Some headlines are next to the X Rock. Nick and Big J. Headlines brought to you by GoTeamSaveMoney.com. That's where you need to go for your next newer used car adventure. That's a website for Team Mazda Subaru. Check it out for yourself at GoTeamMazda.com. It's my new. Jingle? Jingle. All right. Let's work. You can use it if you want or not. Headlines are as follows. Oh, dear. Doesn't seem fair or busy bodies are extra busy. Oh, dear. If you have to wonder if there will be more of this happening, uh, you probably are going to think you're going to find it. Local reports out of India say a baby boy and girl twins born on March 27th were named Corona and COVID by their parents. Parents uh, Peretti and Vinay Verma told the Press Trust of India that their names were chosen to symbolize triumph over hardship. Mom Preeti said that the delivery was rough, so she and her husband wanted to make the day memorable. She added, indeed, the virus is dangerous and life-threatening, but its outbreak made people focus on the situation. And it also made people focus on sanitation, hygiene, and led to other good habits. Thus, we thought about these names. Yeah, but, like, I mean, do you want to be named after a pandemic? Yeah, I mean, what if I was named after, like, SARS? Hey, SARS, what's up, man? Yeah, I mean, like... Or Ebola? Yeah, nobody wants to be named Ebola. Or flu? Flu? Hey, hey, is that short for influenza? Yes, it is. Doesn't seem fair or busybodies are extra busy. Busybodies are extra busy. People are scared right now, but it can cause them to lash out at the wrong people. A doctor in Arlington, Virginia, owns a ground floor office condo and says that she started testing her patients for COVID-19 about two weeks ago. 
She said she was testing patients who had exposure to the disease or symptoms that could get not get tested uh, by the public sector, but she followed all testing protocol guidelines set forth by the health department, but says that the management of the apartment complex received emails from residents concerned about the doctor testing patients in, the, in their vehicles in the parking lot. One resident went as far as calling the police and the doctor. The doctor says the responding officer was shocked as she was upon learning that the doctor was operating from a licensed medical office and that there was no reason for the police to come out whatsoever. She says that the fears of other residents of the building are unfounded and building management has backed her up, sending an email to residents saying, hey, she's working to provide needed medical services during a difficult time. Y'all need to understand. Once again, reminding us that the world would be a much better place if we all just minded our own damn business. I mean, it's a doctor's office. Yeah, people don't seem to get that. Or they don't care. Wrap it up with doesn't seem fair. You'd think uh, a perk of being on a mostly empty flight would be you could sit anywhere you wanted to, but apparently not. This is the story of the American Airlines flight who said that passengers were forced to sit right next to each other on a near-empty plane because the company was not prepared to move them to more expensive seats. The report says the flight in question took off March 24th with only 11 people on board, but because they all bought basic economic fare tickets, they were made to sit all next to each other on the flight and weren't allowed to spread out. That's ridiculous. Right? Because that would be an upgrade and nobody paid for an upgrade. They all had to sit in the basic economy so they'd seats all right next to each other. Listen, this is on the crew, man. Uh, Have some discretion. American Airlines tells business insiders that they can neither confirm nor deny the claim. American also pointed out a policy introduced on March 24th, which would allow passengers to move into vacant seats and said they would also block as many middle seats as possible to encourage appropriate social distancing. So they just changed it after this flight. It sounds like it happened, though. That's what it sounds like to me. If you install a policy the day that it, this stuff went apparently went down, you're reacting to something, right? Yeah, yeah, but I would think that, it, you know, I mean, if there's only two people on a plane, come on! Yeah, I know, common sense would, should prevail, but apparently... It didn't. Where's the czar? Ah, he's busy. No, dead. The czar is dead! Morning after with Wrong Nick. Live the czar! <laughs> Our common sense czar that we created. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. Here's traffic. All right, listen. Coming up next, something that we used to do here on the morning show that we passed the torch back to where it belongs, but now it's coming back for a little bit. It's a little feature you may remember called Cage Match, kids. Get ready to get your vote on. We're bringing that back to the morning show beginning today. It's going to happen at 9.15 weekdays, so keep listening for your chance to vote on some New music that gets played on the radio station. But first, one final check on the old commute. See what's going on with CB. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Yeah, we got a CD here to send your way and a note and a sticker. And all you got to do is figure out bad impressions for this morning. Should be relatively easy. Mailed directly to your domicile. If you would like to play, the phone line is open 208-287-1003. Here's how Bad Impressions works. Big J has worked hard to come up with three clues that revolve around somebody that is pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is in those three clues or less, you've got something coming your way in the mail from Radio's Big J. Hello, The X. What's going on? How you doing, brother? What's your name? John. All right, John. That, you know what? Carol Baskin is responsible for everything. Hmm, I wonder who that is to be Joe Exotic. 
Uh, we're getting close. So my real name ain't even Joe Exotic, but you know me better by my new nickname. Tiger King. There we go. Damn Tiger King. Mm-hmm. Hang on one second there, John. We'll hook you up with that CD for sure. Are you scared to say bitch? Is that what's happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this time it ain't. I mean, listen. Uh, you know. All right. right. I'm going to be careful these Uh, days. Everybody's listening. Yeah, sure. Uh, Why is the Tiger King in the news? Uh, Now, I can find no credible source, Nick, uh, that that, allegedly there's going to be one more episode of Tiger King to hit Netflix. And that's according to Jeff Lowe, if we can believe that source. What more is there to tell? I don't know. I don't know. But it is spreading like wildfire that there's another episode of Tiger King coming uh, to Netflix. And nowhere is Netflix said anything about this or the directors or anything. It's only Jeff Lowe and people are spreading it all over the place. Man's got power. He runs a zoo. Maybe you don't get it. Yeah, it's ridiculous, though. I mean, this guy's a scam artist. <laughs> but he records everything. Everything. So maybe he's got it on tape that somebody so says I don't know. Another. I mean, we can only hope. Uh, are you still? Are you all in for the further adventures oh, of? Yeah, all yeah. Right. They, they, there's real story there to be told. Still, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out where they could go with it. I mean, unless you know the new zoo is up or something like that. I don't know when all this stuff was filmed either. You know? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Probably the last couple years. But. I mean, Joe Exotic is still in jail, so there's no update to that story. Yeah, Jeff Lowe doesn't get it. He's not the hero here. <laughs> Oh, he very much is not. Very, I'm not sure there are any heroes in that story, to be perfectly honest. I mean, who would the, you who would well, you label as the tiger as the- that was going to eat <laughs> Joe Exotic is the hero? <laughs> that I'm on board with. You're absolutely right. The only protagonists in that entire story are the damn tigers that are trying to get out and just live their life. Morning After with Nicky Big J. We'll wrap up the show here next on the X-Rock. <laughs> That is Beastie Boys, No Sleep Till Brooklyn, wrapping up the old morning after with Nick and Big J for this particular day. That would be Monday, the 6th day of April. But we have one more piece of business, Big J. Please declare a winner for Cage Match today. That would be the challenger, Shinedown, with Atlas Falls. They dethrone Star Set, and so they will defend their title tomorrow morning right around 9.15 here on the morning after as Cage Match returns to the morning after for a little bit anyway. And uh, we enjoy some new music, and you get to weigh in on that stuff here on the show, which is also very nice. Also had a chance to talk a little bit about how memes can improve your attitude. We had a chance to have a little bit of fun and give away some CDs over the course of the show today. Learned about how you didn't teach your daughters anything when it comes to power tools. I'm the worst. Rough weekend. Most because I don't know anything about them. Also true. Uh, don't forget that if you are looking for a newer used vehicle, go teamsavemoney.com is a great place to get started for that. That's the website for Team Mazda Subaru. That leaves you with the floor, Big J. Oh, man. <sighs> uh, um, yeah. I don't know. None of this is I new. I got nothing. I, got, I know. You're right. But, you know, more things. You got cage match now. I just, you know. Mondays are a rough day. There's a lot of stuff for old Big J to do. All right, so uh, that's how we'll wrap it up then. Uh, don't forget that uh, Locally Owned Little Caesars is open for carryout or delivery, and for a limited time, delivery is free. Just download the Little Caesars app, select carryout or delivery, and they're serving a peace of mind with no contact ordering options as well. Handing food out without contact as it goes in the box always. So check them out if you're looking for some pizza. Jason Drew is coming up next. We'll see you tomorrow. It is the X-Rocks.